Joe Biden's signature bill, Build Back Better, is all but dead due to Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Joe Manchin on Sunday said on Fox News that he just can't get behind the legislation of the bill. So today we're going to discuss why he can't get behind the legislation and how Joe Manchin possibly saved this nation from even worse inflation and just going down a horrible socialist path. Um, we're going to break that all down and get into the details and intricacies of the bill and why Joe Manchin is being so vilified right now by the left and he's being hailed as a hero by the right. Then we're going to discuss an interview with uh, Charlemagne the God and Kamala Harris. Uh, recently on Charlemagne's Comedy Central show, The God's Honest Truth, he interviews Kamala Harris and he actually asks her a lot of questions about Joe Manchin. And then they have a heated moment at the end of the interview where he asks Kamala Harris, who is the real president of the United States? And uh, her answer is... Uh, Definitely one that displays that how flustered and frustrated she is. Then we're going to discuss some recent news um, that uh, was it's we've known this, but it, it's gotten recirculated recently. How the people that uh, have student loan debts, they got to continue paying those debts. February 1st of 2022, that relief program will not continue. A lot of people are upset about that and it sort of reopened the wounds about the failed promise, the broken promise that Joe Biden's administration made to people that have student loan debt, that he was going to wipe out $10,000 of their student loan debt. That didn't happen. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. And then finally, we're going to close out the episode with our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. We'll let you know that we are doing that segment at the end of the episode because it's going to be full of spoilers. So that's a spoiler warning. We'll give another spoiler warning within the episode. So you know that, hey, we're about to get into the No Way Home review. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you don't want it spoiled. You could shut off the episode at that point. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website, <clears throat> donate an amount of your choosing. Uh, and if we're talking about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Uh, lot to go over today. Uh, great episode, fun episode, interesting episode, informative episode. Uh, so... We are going to start with the elephant in the room because everybody is talking about it. Even people that are not into politics, they're talking about how 
Joe Manchin sold us out and Build Back Better is dead and everything like that. And for people that are on the right wing of politics, they like this idea because it's just anti Joe Biden. Like they just like the idea that, oh, Joe Biden, his bill is not going through. They don't even really know why they are happy that Build Back Better didn't pass. And then people on the left are upset that Build Back Better isn't going to pass. And they don't even know why they're upset that Build Back Better isn't going to pass. They just know that it's something that the left is pushing and they should be upset that it's not going to go through. And the reality is, is that it's a bill that offered very little to people that believe in being productive and believe in being efficient and the reality is is that it's an even further step away from society at large being held accountable and responding responsibly to the decisions that they make in your life in in their own life it though so much of what the build back better plan was scaled back to because originally it was a way different bill um originally it was and this is the backdrop the little bit of uh history about the the journey that this bill has gone through uh until sunday where it it's just it looks like it's dead the dem the white house says that they're going to still try to talk to joe manchin but he stated that he can't get behind it but originally the build back better bill was going to be a five trillion dollar bill and it was going to have all type of crazy stuff in there i mean like we're talking we're talking free internet we're talking uh a pathway to citizenship like an easy very easy pathway to citizenship for illegal immigrants um uh all type of uh a monthly uh ubi to certain people all type of stuff like that two My, years of tuition free community college yeah it was gonna have stuff like that absolutely <laughs> so then it got scaled back um at this point that it got scaled back originally joe manchin and kristen cinema uh, uh kristen cinema's from arizona joe manchin is from uh west virginia neither one of them who are both democrats could get behind the bill it got scaled back and then it got scaled back again where it was in its most recent uh uh form it was at uh it became it went from a five trillion dollar bill to about a two trillion dollar bill i think the more accurate assessment was like 1.75 trillion still a ridiculous amount of money at that point i if i'm not mistaken kristen cinema she was going to back the bill joe manchin was still holding out holding out holding out and then recently uh this past sunday on fox news with brett bear he told brett bear i just can't get behind the legislation it's a no vote for me and that was it the news media blew up after that point uh and the gloves were off like all of the the civ the civility that the white house and the left had been showing joe manchin that was just strictly a strategy uh with the hopes that eventually he would come around to vote for the bill they took the gloves off the mask came off they said how they really felt about this guy and the more and more they talk it seems like there's going to be less and less of a chance to change his mind. Um, 
one thing I wonder, and I'm going to ask you this question uh, uh, to, to kind of kick things off here. Do you believe that Joe Manchin ever had the intention of rocking with this? Do you think that in his mind he thought, all right, well, if we cut back, cut back, cut back, I could eventually, we could eventually get to a place where I could wrap my mind around this? Or do you think he was just sort of like buying time? Um, like, let me kick this can as far down the road as I can. Because now the Senate is adjourned for the rest of the year. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes you think it's like, damn, and now we come back and like we're in primary mode. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think if, if, well, I guess the question would be, and man, we might have gotten the answer is, how patriotic does he feel? And what I mean by that is like what people don't realize. And actually you brought up a very good point in your assessment of everything and your summary of everything. You said that people that don't like Joe Biden, they just don't, they're just happy that a legislation didn't go through, but might not know right. what exactly originally, um, the first plan, the first, the first wave of the, what was it? 3.5, uh, trillion bill was supposed to have 2.9 trillion uh dollars in new taxes for americans that's why we should celebrate we shouldn't celebrate because like if it was a good plan well, I'd be my estimate in. that i read the estimates i read is originally it was a five trillion dollar bill uh, so you said 3.5 i th yeah i think well once you started adding everything because you got to remember too they had the infrastructure bill Oh, so you're saying I that think the everything five added, and actually, say. I think yeah, it added to five. But actually, I think it added more. It was like more like seven trillion in one year spending. Like that is unprecedented, really. Like yeah. if you start thinking about how much we're spending, how much we're printing, like <laughs> at what point does this stop? Gotcha. And so yeah, you're printing money, but then two point nine trillion in new taxes. You know, then the corporate tax rate was like 26 point something. That's higher than China's. So, and I, I get it because I'm not very happy with the way corporations in general are, are handling shit because motherfuckers are getting real woke and now they want money yeah. for all the crime. Yeah. So I completely understand. Fuck these corporations. I, I completely understand that sentiment. Shit, I could get behind the, the, back to when they were like, uh, get at the 1%. I get it. I get where where, where the mindset was because these motherfuckers just care about money because they'll go woke yeah. until it doesn't work for them. And then they'll go, oh, let's not be woke no more. Yeah. So I understand that. But again, in the grand scheme of things, 26% corporate tax rate is not going to do very good for us. Companies are just going to go elsewhere. Yeah. Then, which means less jobs, which means that alone is why people should celebrate that it should, it had went down to 1.9 and that it was struck down because like, why are we spending this much? And why are we like, why are we going to be paying all these taxes for like how long? You know what I'm saying? And you already know taxes don't go down. Like they're not going <laughs> to just going to keep going up. So it's not going to be good for, for the American people. So that's why we should celebrate it. Now, to answer your question, um, based off of how he's handled himself, I feel that he probably looked at it from the beginning and was like, this is bad. 
this is really bad and then went on the let's let's try and push this as much as possible route because like, like push it yeah like, like delay into, it into 2022 yeah let's delay this argument to 2022 and let's see what the american people think yeah because you had a whole year to pass this and you didn't see republicans we knew we're gonna be like fuck that we knew that with him i think it was more so like well wh- where does this country go when we just spend recklessly like this and to really like change the fabric of everything we know as America, like, cause, cause this was just basically a big ass wealth re- redistribution yeah. thing. And really for, for, for what? Because like, and we, we were having this conversation in, in pre-production child, uh, the, the child tax credit thing. Okay. I get it. People who have kids, they, they get money. That's decent. I, I bet they're happy about it. But at what point does you having kids have to do with your decision-making and your finances instead of what the government could do for you. Yeah, and, and now that you're on that point, I'm going to bring up a few things that were in the most current form of the bill that uh, the people that even know about the bill um, and are upset they won't be getting. So free pre-K, so free oh, pre, yeah. uh, so preschool, free preschool, uh, subsidized child care, so paying for motherfuckers to watch your kids. Uh, Medicare expansion, prescription drug pricing, which we could talk a little bit about that in depth because this is the same administration that regulated things so that the drug prices would go up, whereas under Trump, they had went down. So that is 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 crazy in the sense that it's like you created the problem. That Well, that's sort of like the same thing they're doing with the student loan debt. It's like you create the problem, you sell and you're now you're trying to sell the solution like that's that's crazy um healthcare subsidies for low income americans paid family medical leave that's what uh Pete Buttigieg was touting when yeah. to justify his time away from his job um uh as a secretary of transportation to be at home with his husband uh, uh on paternity leave it's like oh and just like i was home we want Americans to be able to do the same thing, but you do know people need to work, right? You do know that like money and wealth and buying things comes from people working, not from being home. Um, so that's just a, a, a few things that uh, were in the latest version of the bill. Now, what's so interesting about this whole thing is like i just went over that list and a lot of people like i said at the beginning like a lot of people didn't know like why they were happy that this bill didn't go through and why they were upset that the bill didn't go through but what we talked about in pre-production and what you were were sort of uh segueing into is where like to me that's a very specific set of perks or benefits or 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 whatever word you want to use to describe it that's very specific towards a very specific set of people yeah like that i don't there's nothing in there that's like really blanketed for like all americans to benefit from like i'm not even talking about like an american like me or you 
to benefit from. I'm talking about like what's in there that's just gonna like help everybody. Mm, you know, like like really. like like a ta- like tax cuts that like help everybody. Like, oh well, you make this much money, you're still getting a tax cut. Whether you're a corporation, a business owner, uh, uh just a, a person, a W two employee, the tax cuts affect everybody. Yeah. That's something that's a blanket you know uh uh agenda this is like this is set for a very specific subset of people and so yeah the word that you used was correct the it's redistribution yeah yeah and 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 to me that's where the 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 bigger question for for people looking at these bills and and being upset about it and being like oh it, it got shot down this just seems like a, a setup for failure because you make the American citizen kind of used to, or, or, or what's the word I want to use? You're, you're conditioning them to rely on the government. And yeah, so, and, and not yeah. be responsible for their actions. Think yeah. about where we're at right now with the platform of the left even though they welch on a lot of the shit because they welch on on the uh, paying 10k off of uh people's student uh loan debts but that platform of oh well you got the extreme ones that say that like it, it should be totally like wiped clean and then and then you have the the ones now where it's just like all right, well, it's 10K, but they're welching on that promise. But yeah. I agreed to that. <laughs> I agreed to pay this this, 10, 000, this this student loan back, and then I'm not. I want the government to pay it for me. So right there, like that's, there's a lack of responsibility right there. This outrage about like these abor- the, this abortion stuff. Right, but like you chose to like lay up and have sex and not protect yourself and not make any of these considerations. Yeah. So where's your responsibility when it comes to that? Oh, pre-K, like free pre-K. Yeah, but like you chose to have this kid and like did you not plan? Like there's there's all of these these ramifications where it's just like well. If you're poor yeah. and you don't have money, why the fuck are you having so many kids? Yeah. And that and that's the thing like like you have to and for very long we we we've been conditioned to like almost just follow whatever the fuck is is cool like and 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 is popping at the time. You know? Like oh this is this is what 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 uh the news and the headlines say to care about let's care about it, you know, shit like we we, we care about um these these new shoes coming out we care about this this new show coming out but like we really don't know why we like it or what what it is that's good about it we just like look at it from the perspective of like well that's what we're told that this is what's cool. And this is this is why why we this is why we're gonna move the way we move, and it's fine, whatever. But at the end of the day, you, me, and everyone else, we make a decision based off of what we can do and what what's better suited for our 
life. Or at and least so, that's how you should make yeah, decisions. Yeah, like like yeah, I like I like uh nice cars. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm gonna get me a really nice car that's a hundred and fifty thousand because I can't afford that. Like I could I could buy it and be like drowning in debt and then like enjoy the fuck out of it but like that's not gonna suit me because now what i'm paying in 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 the car monthly now the car note well now i can't i can't save now i can't invest now i can't plan for my future because i'm focusing on this car which depreciates in value Right, but you're all of that stuff that you mentioned you're thinking like a person like with with foresight yeah a lot of these people that that these things apply to, they don't have that level of foresight, which is fine. That's understandable. But you obtain the foresight by not having all of these social safety nets. You obtain that foresight by thinking, damn, okay, well, this is not going to be there. There's not going to be free pre-K. There's not going to be all of these things. It's just like, all right, well... I got a plan in accordance. So if I have this child, yes, let me have it with the right type of woman. Or if you're a woman, let me have it with the right type of guy. Yeah. You know what? Now, maybe because there's not all these social safety nets, these child tax credits, like they, they try to put out an article. It's like, oh, this, this mom is not going to have what she needs. She's a single mom. She's not going to have what she needs to support her kids without this child tax credit. For Christmas. So, okay. So, she's single. So, well, maybe now you we start vetting, well, who am I going to be with? Like, if I'm going to be with this person, yeah, I'm going to get married or whatever. Maybe I vet to the point where it's like, oh, well, there's going to be longevity here yeah. versus, oh, well, I'm just going to. I'm going to leave, a, you know, out of all of the marriages that, that wind up in divorce, yeah. they say that over 70% of them are initiated by women. I imagine a lot of that has to do with the fact that, well, you're going to be all right. You got child's tax credits. You have all of this yeah. stuff that's out there yeah. for you. It's like, well, maybe that will, in a way, it can start to correct society a little bit. It's like, if you're going to do the marriage thing, because I'm not yeah. out here telling women that they need to get married, they need to have kids or, or anything like that. No, live it up. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. everybody. Do whatever you're going to do. My whole thing is like, I just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Do yeah. whatever yeah. you're going to do. Have a million kids. Have no kids. Be with every guy that you see. Be with one guy. I don't care. Yeah. I just don't want to pay for it. Yeah, and it goes back to philosophically what you what you were talking about, choosing a suitable. At least if you're not gonna be able to pick a suitable, because if it doesn't work out, someone who's at least like a good person and has a good moral standing on things. Where like you could co-parent at, at bare minimum, yeah, yeah, of a good of a good parent, yeah. Whether it's the, the the guy choosing the the mom or the or the girl choosing the dad, and, and so and so we lack that, and then this is where a bill like this is introduced, which really doesn't help at all, and puts us in a deeper hole. Now, if 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 like we were to have a bill that they were to pass through, like. What would you think like that that was actually a good one? How would you reverse some of the shit like that that they're trying to push? Like what would you focus on 
Well, what they, they would, would never push a bill that that we would like. <laughs> <laughs> Not these people. Yeah, but like, but if if let's say there was a a, a Republican president, because I I feel under the umbrella of COVID nineteen and the damage it did, there had to have been some bill that tries to focus and and kind of make people focus on on the right thing. Democrats and their bill to me. It, it is not that bill. It's not that bill because that bill is just like, oh, just come on, the teat, the teat of the government's here. Suck on it, yeah. suck on it quick. But let's say Trump won, or a Republican won. Well, at this point, it would have been Trump. What would you have? What would the bill have looked like? What would have build back better bill look like? What would you have focused on particularly? So you're saying hypothetically in in this in this hypothetical scenario. If like I was gonna do like a, a or or any any uh, Republican candidate or or any just good candidate doesn't yeah. even have to be Republican because clearly this ain't it. Joe Manchin is yeah. a is is a better <laughs> candidate than even some Republicans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So so and Joe Manchin's a Democrat. Uh, what would a, a version of build back better be that is actually something to build back the situation better? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I could think of. Uh, one thing that I actually thought about this recently, I was like, you know, one thing that I think could really do great for society and and uh, uh, developing kids and, and having uh, more stable lives for people is imagine a a bill where so the the tax system is the way that it is it, it it's a it's a progressive tax system in terms of property tax so that means that like it has the capability of going up you know your taxes have the capability of going up yeah i don't like that like in a perfect world i would like the idea like i'm okay with a certain degree of taxes but i think the way that it should be is whatever your taxes are at the time that uh, you buy your house, they should stay that way, like until you either sell it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I think that like once people are retired, I think their taxes should be. I, I really don't think they should even have to pay property taxes if their their home is paid off. But in a in a version of Build Back Better. Uh, obviously, like you need you need some tax revenue. So what I w- I would propose is a bill where to enhance the sub- stability of people's lives is and it'll incentivize people to to keep that stability and also pay their house off quicker, which is kind of part of that whole stability. Is wherever you're at. When your house is paid off, whatever tax rate you're at when your house is paid off, your taxes stay there. So, for instance, let's say, like, you're like, oh, damn, well, if my taxes are this, if I could, like, pay my house off in 15 years, yeah, then whatever tax rate I'm at at 15 years in terms of property taxes, it'll stay like that for the remainder of it or... Let's say where we could even get a little bit more intricate is like whatever whatever your 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 tax your property tax rate is at the at the time that you pay off your house, yeah, it'll stay that way for five years, and then five years after that it'll drop to half. 
So oh, it'll yeah. go all like so now what you do is you encourage families to stay together. You and not be in debt. You you encourage people to not be in debt. You encourage them to pay their house off faster. So now people look at houses like, damn, maybe I'm not gonna buy this big as big a house as I want now. I'm gonna go a little bit more modest because I could pay it off quicker. Yeah. But but like I have the stability for my family. Yeah. Like I have, you know, you could keep homes together more. Like people don't really realize that 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 taxes change a lot of things. Like like you have lower taxes, you incentivize businesses to yeah. come to your city more. That's more jobs. That means that's there's less poverty. Yeah. Less poverty, that means there's less crime. Like you have people with more money, they're happier. So less likely to you know do yeah. drugs and alcohol. Like there's there's all of these these different things that tie into that. So yeah, a hundred percent. Also, if there's a willingness to give a child tax credit because you have kids, I don't know. How about we try something for people that don't have kids? Like if you <laughs> yeah. like, because yeah. think about it. Like I would venture to say, I would venture to say that people that don't have kids by and large probably propel the economy a lot further oh, yeah. than people that have kids and i'm no not like here knocking yeah. people that have kids by no means because some of our very good friends have yeah, kids so yeah. this is not that but what i'm saying is like if you look at the way they propel the economy and the way that you and i propel the economy i think even they would say no nah, like if you want the country to grow further, yeah. you would want to give the money to guys like that more yeah. than me. If yeah. we're talking about the country going further. Yeah. Now, if we're just talking about like, oh, well, whatever could help me month to month. Yeah, everybody's going to say the money should go to me. but Or them, rather, like the, the individual. But, but if we're talking about what could propel things forward, 100%. Like, for instance, like... Why imagine a, a a tax credit or or some sort of tax cut for maxing out your Roth IRA every yep. year? It's like oh yep. well you know what like we see that you've consecutively maxed out your Roth IRA. As the government, I like that because what I see is I see that's the probability of one less person needing Social Security exactly. down the road. Exactly. I like that. Yep. You know what? I'm gonna incentivize you to keep doing that shit. So here's the tax cut. Like there's yeah, there's yeah. all type of stuff. There's all types of stuff that you could do, but they don't. The government doesn't think like that because because then what happens is for people like us, there's not a lot of dreams you could sell people like us. No, and we you could, you yeah. you you have to be real. You have to keep it real. And the minute that you do anything funky, like people will vote you out because they know that they don't need you. To be, you like, can't control us. Exactly. Wild like, cards. But, but so what do you do is you want people that are reliant upon you. That's how you stay in power. Yeah. And, and you bring up a, a very important strategy when it comes to taxing and taxes, really. The best way to look at taxes is where is that party trying to push the people yeah. at the time? Because taxes create habits or at least like you you start seeing the habits that people or the decisions people make based off of those taxes and so yeah if if a good tax plan is based off of trying to sway people to make better decisions 
and a bad tax plan, like the Build Back Better plan, you start seeing, well, these taxes are making these people less productive and more reliant. And, and, and then you start thinking about what, what do these tax plans have in store for the future generations? And yeah. see, that's what people, I, I feel, don't think about that shit. Like, what happens to the future of the country? Exactly. You know, another thing I've thought of recently um, is because, you know, like I've, I've been uh, doing a lot of research uh, when it comes to the market and uh, always like interested in real estate and stuff. And I, I thought about this recently. Something that could really incentivize growth is imagine every citizen of the United States, every 15 years, so every 15 years of their life, they had one year out of that 15, but like you, you can't do it retroactively. So like you have to either like do it in the year that you're in or save it until later. But it has to be within the 15 years and it can't accumulate or anything like that where you could be you could be tax free for one year so like oh. one year so for that one yeah. year yeah. you don't have any income tax you don't have any payroll tax you don't have any property tax now also think of the way that it would incentivize somebody imagine how many people would come up with five year plans to be like all right i'm going to save i'm going to invest in five years, I'm gonna do it real big. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy property. I'm gonna buy stocks or whatever. Yeah. So then, when it all comes to fruition, and I start making all this bread, yeah. that year that I'm making all this money, that's the year that I, I'm gonna select as my no tax year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's one year that the government is not getting the taxes from you, but at the same time, what? What all you, things that the worth yeah. and value that did this person create not just in that year but yeah. building up to that year so they could have that benefit yeah and, and and not to mention like in a situation like today how does that benefit what if this year people were like oh i don't want to pay taxes this year i'm gonna work overtime i'm not gonna get taxed how much of a less of a problem with the supply chain situation would have been Oh, you telling me this year I don't get taxed? Yep. Oh, I'm I'm doing sixteen hour shifts now. Exactly. I'm taking all my money home with me, but now you you're actually creating where like there's not a a shortage of workers. Yeah. Because some people at this moment they might be like, hey man, there everyone's hiring, everyone's giving overtime. I'm getting all this money. I'm getting another job. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So 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 you you're right, and I didn't even think about. It. I'm looking at it like from the entrepreneur standpoint, but yeah, if you look at it from like a W two employee, like yeah, they might be like, you know what, this is my my year, no tax year, but guess what, I'm gonna be able to save so much money this year that next year I'm gonna buy myself a house, you know, like all of that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a wild uh, concept and one that that like all you need to understand is is behaviors and math like like this math <laughs> you it's a thing so people like and then use your brain and then make people like you know like do stuff based off of your plan but but you don't get that type of stuff and actually you'd probably be called crazy if you introduce something like that. oh what are you talking about no and that's what's wrong with politics now it's like i feel in a way they they look at it like no be less of a revolutionary and and more of an establishment no don't don't create something that's going to revolutionize 
the way the economy moves forward and 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 chops away this debt that, that we got and no no let's just be okay with pretty money yeah last year was trump bucks now it's biden bucks we'll be fine the debt's t- <laughs> on the morrow yeah. you don't have to worry about it today and i feel like that's where we are kind of stuck because i don't even on the right like yeah you get decent tax cuts here and there the trump tax code w- was decent but like from some of the stuff you've talked about like shit could have been better yeah could could push things more and you don't especially when when you see like a presidency that had the house and had the senate like you could have like done some stuff see the democrats yeah they have everything but they don't have really the senate and then with mansion on some dino shit (laughs) behold the dino that was a great ass tweet by you um like they don't have that but they're trying like they really are trying hard as fuck to to really push that shit full blast yeah i didn't see that from from trump and the republicans when they were in power for, no. for those years i didn't see i saw like you know decent uh conservative fiscal shit but i didn't see revolutionary yeah conservative fiscal shit that could change the fabric for the better of society. Yeah. Like I didn't see that and see, that's where like you start, you got to start thinking like, well, the new minds that come. Yeah. Okay. Trump took it to a, a, a level when it came to how to handle media and, and, and how to rile up a base. But where are the people that are going to start like doing some yeah. Bill Belichick and, shit? And now you start to see that like maybe, maybe Trump's time has come and gone because uh we saw the clip recently where he's doing this uh speaking tour with Bill O'Reilly and uh he's on stage talking about how oh well, if you don't uh you not taking the vaccine is playing right into their hands it's like dude like you are wildly out of touch if you think that that's a message if that's sellable like everybody who hasn't taken that fucking jab thus far hasn't taken it because they don't fucking want it. Like, yeah. like you're you are not convincing anybody. This idea that this guy has that oh well they're not taking it because because they don't trust Biden. No, they don't yeah. trust the jab. Like that's what it is. And then you're you uh, uh like how you mentioned in pre-production is like, oh well it's because he wants to get the the credit for it. The credit for what? For a haphazard ass product that doesn't work. Yeah. That that we see doesn't work. All these motherfucking politicians that have it, that that are ending up with with the virus. All these athletes that might have to retire, and especially soccer players in Europe that might have to retire early because they have all these the the yeah. this mysterious rise in inflamed heart. Nah, dude, like like that is a horrible message. And either like he's wildly out of touch, or or he's letting his ego get in the way. But I don't think he's gonna have a very easy running if he's trying to go in 2024 if he keeps pushing that narrative yeah not only that look at look at uh the nfl from today there's 47 nfl players on the COVID list and you know most of them they probably i wouldn't say forced i don't know i don't know where the nfl stands with that but from what i remember is like uh, they're pushing that shit hard on them so most of them, I would like to know, are they vaccinated? 
Because then they took a vaccine so they could play, so then they could get fucking COVID? Or what happened? I thought this shit was supposed to help. So, yeah, no, it seems like this shit, the numbers are rising because, I don't know, maybe the product isn't what it was yeah, made out to yeah, be. Yeah, the the candidate on the right, he needs to be the type of candidate that it's like, listen, take it if you want, don't take it. That's it. Like, I don't have, I'm not pushing it, no mandates. Now, what I will say in Trump's defense is in that that uh, speech that he gave, he did say that he's not for the mandates, but still, like, people don't want to hear about this shit, especially on that side of the aisle, on your side of the aisle. I think that is a a, a very bad mistake. I mean, I, I, he didn't learn from his rally, what was it, in Alabama, where they booed him? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you have to understand something. You can, and, and we were talking about this in pre-production, you can be a candidate that can skip through all of that shit because really, at the end of the day, the problem is people are being forced to take something they don't want to take. The problem was never that there is no vaccines. If you want to have a vaccine, if you want to get jabbed up, by all means, do it. But... Where the issue arises is, like, stop telling people what they have to do. Like, that's not your really your problem. And I'd venture to tell the, the Trump administration, look at what DeSantis is doing. He's doing it right. He's literally handling things how you're supposed to handle them. It's available. But if you don't want it, you should not be forced. It is your right. And that there's is also, it. also alternatives, exactly more natural alternatives. Other, you know, that's how, and that's it. That you know, the that end. that is yeah. the recipe on how to approach the jab and the virus for the right, not the shit that Trump is doing right now. No, and so you're right. Like, like if 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 that's his stance on that particularly, I'm I'm. I'm thrown off by that shit, and like I'd be less inclined. Like if 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 I start seeing DeSantis and and and, and Trump on some debate shit, yeah, you this, you might yeah. be like, damn, like the, I you 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 could see yourself rocking more with yeah. DeSantis, hundred percent. Not to mention, I've already spoken on what I like about DeSantis as far as where he can take things in states like. Um, which one was the one that did just uh, like New Jersey, Virginia, um, all those states? I feel that he might do better than Trump based off of his not not so much his character, but like the way he approaches um, certain things. Like like uh, it's not as eye popping, which is good in politics, you know. Like Trump, the eye popping with Trump when it comes to Twitter and all that shit. It works to an extent, but then it also could alienate. Yeah. In in those states, like I per- particularly, I don't really give a fuck what you tweet as long as w- w- what's the policy. Yeah. But then too, like we're all, we've always been based on the fact that like we will take policy over if we like the motherfucker or not. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, wh- whoever you are is fine. How are you, are you a good leader though? And are are the things doing well? Yeah. All right, cool then carry on with your fucking life. I don't give a fuck what you're doing as long as you're not getting in the way of of the country. And so, yeah, no, I think that DeSantis already has certain things that I feel could be better in some of those states. Now, if 
he's hard on the fact that like, nah, I'm not mandating shit and I'm definitely going against these mandates. And and Trump is like, uh yeah, he lost me there. Yeah, exactly. He lost me. And and a lot and uh and not just you, a lot of people. Yeah. And and that's I I really hope that that uh if he's serious about about shooting his shot in 2024, uh, he needs to he needs to definitely pivot away from that position. Um, moving on to the next segment, uh, I just think it's funny uh, uh, in the interview with Charlemagne and and uh, Kamala Harris, uh, him asking. And we obviously know why he asked that based off of the last segment. He's like, who's the real president, Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Kamala gets all flustered saying, oh, uh, you sound like a Republican asking a question like that. It's so funny. Like these people, they get so offended so easily all the time. And it's just like, well, I mean, you know why he's asking it. He's asking it because the Build Back Better plan at the time didn't look like it was going to get passed now it's all but certain that it's not going to get passed yeah yeah um and you know obviously charlamagne seems to be of the position that he wants it passed he says joe manchin gets in the way of progress and kamala harris kind of uh has a little bit of a of a meltdown there um why do you what do you think it was her main motivation for kind of like like re- reacting like that? Oh, reacting to that question? Yeah. Uh, f- probably frustration. And then also, okay, so frustration with where they're at added to the fact that like the left, they are so, uh, especially this administration, they, they're entitled. They're entitled to... To, oh well, you're on my side. You're not supposed to ask me these questions yeah. because I'm not. This was supposed to be easy breezy. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing talking about this? Yeah. And and I feel that she was coming from the side of like, well, this is frustrating. I thought this was. I thought we were cool. I thought we had yeah. a rapport. I've been on the Breakfast Club. Like, we're we're buddies. What are you doing? But nah, bitch. <laughs> he's he's reporting. That and that's the good thing about about him. Yeah, as an interviewer, he's good at that because, like they, these people, they'll never go on like you know they'll never talk have a sit down with Shapiro or with or with uh, Tucker Carlson or anything like that. No, and, and see, I'm shocked that they would even really like sit down with Charlemagne because of the Joe Biden interview. But whatever. I guess you think that 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 oh, okay. Well, now we're here. We won, and we're well. Good. The the Joe Biden interview though, it was Joe Biden that put himself in, in that shit. <laughs> that like, is true. <laughs> like I don't even because I don't remember what Charlemagne. He didn't even seem that rough with him, but but Biden was like was the one that said, and if you if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's like. God damn, that's the most memorable thing about that interview, yeah. and that was all Joe Biden's doing. Yeah. But, I mean, well, it, it, it depends on how you look at it. Because, like, guys like us, we're cool with, like, pushback. And, like, I remember even, like, um, when Kanye had came out with, I think it was Jesus. Yeah. He went to the Breakfast Club. And Charlemagne was letting him have it. He's like, oh, it's garbage to me. This, this, and that. 
and I am, and like he tried to do the whole I'm and the I am a god. Like what's what's up with that? And then like Kanye was kind of smooth with it. He was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you didn't like it. What do you want me to? You didn't like it. I like it, and I that's my criteria, and you know that's cool. And as far as I'm a god, like what's your name? Charlemagne the God. So what are you talking about? Like yeah. you're trying to like yeah come at me with that but like what's your name though so so i'm obviously making music and and leave it at that he kanye for as much as charlemagne was grilling him kanye was like you know what i'll let you grill me that's fine that's cool i have my opinions on what i and i know where i stand and so if i'm a candidate and you're asking me hard questions that's fine but I'm also going to let you know where I stand. And I'm comfortable enough to know that what your argument might have been, you know, yeah. like if, if I was running for president, I obviously would be on the right side. And obviously, if I'm going to Charlemagne's show, I know he's not very happy with me. I know this. So I know where I'm, I'm, I'm walking into. So I'm going to have my rebuttals ready for your ass. <laughs> so like, so I hope that you're ready for my rebuttals, the rebuttal yeah. to the rebuttal. Like, I hope you're ready because like, like w when they were talking about the January 6th shit. You know, th this is why to me, and I'm glad that you showed me the whole interview of Charlemagne the God uh, on Kamala. Because that little segment, you'd think that he was actually kind of grilling her. Yeah. But no, it was a pretty soft interview. Very soft. He was all up, you know, kissing that ass, brown nosing and shit. But whatever, like, that's his candidate. But like when when she mentioned January 6th, I would have been like, oh, but what about the Summer of Love? What happened? What, what Some could say that the Summer of Love... And for those that don't know, the summer of love is the lovely summer we had with all the George Floyd uh, riots. riots, looting and protests. Yeah, I would say yeah, but what many would say that that January sixth was kind of a rebuttal to to that, like the people that 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 rioted on January sixth, quote unquote rioted. Um, they were tired of what they saw that, that that year you know this is all the stuff that happened you didn't get that from charlemagne you know so it's like you're over here getting mad over one question yeah so pathetic yeah and to me it's like nah you you're you're fucked up and w w like uh something that pissed me off was that uh i guess that handler that they have in the back simone, yeah, simone sanders yeah. yeah simone sanders she's awful yeah i can't stand her but like shut the shut the fuck up like she's getting interviewed like who are you you're not last time i checked you're not the vice president and like i don't care who you are and how much you rely on your handlers like i would i would be upset if i'm getting interviewed and then you're trying to cut the first of all i'm getting asked questions let me answer my questions if you want me to cut the shit off at least wave at me or some shit and then i'll decide because I'm the vice president and I decided to be on this interview. And so to me, it's like, that's a total lack of respect to Kamala Harris. But it goes to show how good of a leader she really is. And Which and like... Not good at all. No, not, not good at all. And then secondly, like, who do you think you are? Like, stay in your lane and advise me, but you're not... <laughs> you're not the boss of me. I'm getting interviewed, you know? And so it's very concerning... And it's very concerning messaging for that administration because it's like, on one hand, you're quote-unquote the president, you're quote-unquote the vice president. On another hand, you're being literally guided through and being told how to handle things and they're saving you from all this stuff. 
you look real bad. You look like a little kid on training wheels on a bike. Like, this ain't good. Yeah. And so world leaders all around are watching these things, and they're like, wow, these people really need help. Yeah. They really need to get bailed out all the time. So, yeah, uh, if I'm if I'm a world leader that's kind of a little bit at odds with them, I'm going to play hardball with you. If all I'm, the time, yeah. If, if I'm a... If, if, if I'm a um, if I'm a terrorist group, I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers are soft. Oh, shit. I'm gonna play hardball with these motherfuckers because they they freeze up every time. Yeah. If I'm a if if I'm Russia, I'm ah oh, these puss ass motherfuckers. If I'm China, ah oh, these goofies like they they're not even hard. Like whatever, week, yeah. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. We'll do whatever the fuck we want. We'll take over Taiwan because what the fuck are y'all gonna do? So to me, it's like that's you, the you, you get flustered at a question in an interview. But. Yeah, yeah, like and then you have people like helping. Like, I don't know. To me, if I'm if I'm a world leader, if I have a country and I'm a superpower that's not America, I'm looking at that uh, like the way they handle themselves. I'm like, this is good. This is great. Like we could really like push these motherfuckers around because like I have the mentality and where we come from, we have the mentality like. When we see weakness, like we're gonna fucking get at you, like fucking starving as wolves. And it's funny you say that because for as weak as she is, meanwhile you have the all the goofy ass feminists here that like we're hyping up Kamala Harris. We remember in the interview with Mike Pence when she's like, "I'm speaking," and the, and they all like love that shit. It's like, what, bitch? Like. <laughs> So stupid. These, yeah, that. But like, where's the I'm speaking when Simone is getting in the way? Where's that? Because aren't you a strong, independent leader, woman? Yeah. Nah, you ain't shit. Yeah. But um, moving on. Um, so we knew that the Biden administration welched on the promise to pay uh, student loan debts. Um. The ten thousand dollars of student loan debt that they said that they were gonna pay. We're living in a time of really bad inflation. They said they're not gonna pay it, and now recently, they said that payments need to that will start back February first of twenty twenty two. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting to me because obviously there's a lot of people out there with student loan debt. And a lot of people lately, they've been commenting on that and stuff like that. And I saw this um, this uh, post recently, and I had to comment on it. Let me let me actually find it. And I'm gonna read what I said, and then I want you to just tell me if you agree with the sentiment. So the post stated, PPP loans were created in 2020. Uh, within f- one and a half years, over 80 of them have been forgiven, totaling 600 plus billion dollars. Student loans started around uh, 1958 through 1965. 60 years later, 0.6 of the loans have been, the student loan debt has been forgiven. No one asked how we would pay for business loan forgiveness. So I replied businesses inherently add value to a nation and economy degrees for the most part don't you're paying for the knowledge or information because you 
you are not paying for the knowledge or information because most of it is free. You're paying thousands of dollars for someone else to certify your supposed knowledge. Why would the government forgive on worthless degrees? Your counselors and teachers were wrong. You played yourself. So essentially what I'm saying with that is, yeah, maybe certain businesses loans, these PPP loans, which for one, they're they're not as big as most student loan debt. So like let let's let's get yeah. that let, let's let's make that evidently clear. Most of them were not as big as like a as most of the debt that these people are holding in, in in terms of student loan debt. But also these are businesses that they inherently add value to the nation and to the economy. Degrees don't. In fact, I was watching an interview recently with Andrew Yang and Jeff Booth, and, <laughs> and, and they were talking about how most of the information is out there already when it comes to like education. Most of the information is already out there when it comes to degrees. All colleges really do is certify that knowledge, that supposed knowledge that you supposedly have. Yeah. So yeah, 100%, why would a government get behind that? Why would a government think that that's okay to yeah. pay off? That doesn't like add no add no value. And so, yes, you you listen to your teachers, you listen to your your counselors and you played yourself. But at what point are you asking like, well, I want this thing paid off, but the reality is is like what value does it have? Am I being arrogant to even think that it should be paid off? Yes, you are. You should pay back that loan that you took out, that you agreed to take out. Now, granted, is it sad that you listened to some of these people that encouraged you to take out this loan? Yeah, I agree with it. You that it, it is probably sad and it's a bad thing. But at a certain point, like that's where your discernment and your observation about the world around you comes into play. Yeah, and it's great that that you brought that up because I remember that uh, that segment in that video, um, which I would recommend because uh, you you shared it in like a, a group thread. It's called "The Price of Tomorrow." Jeff Booth and Andrew Yang, and it's like I guess it's an Andrew Yang uh, episode, and they speak on a lot of stuff. They speak on a lot of uh, stuff when it comes to finances, mm -hmm. and. It really like inflation. Yeah. And I understand it's it's a lot of numbers and it's like not everyone's cup of tea, but it's it's important to know that. Like you don't have to always read up on it and always, but like at least understand where these guys are coming from. Shit, I think solutions. in today's day and age you should always be reading up on it. it yeah. like if you're living in a time of fucking hyperinflation yeah like you there really i don't think as many more issues more important than that like yeah. it's literally your your wages your money being eaten alive yeah like i don't like it's the number one thing that should be on everyone's mind yes yeah, in terms of domestic issues 100 percent. yeah because um i mean it, do you like to make the same amount of money, but it'd be less it'd be worth less? Yeah. Does anyone like to do that? Or do you like to pay more for the stuff on the shelves or without getting more? Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like you're paying more and getting more. You're paying more. And in most cases, paying getting less. Yeah, because it's been an inconvenience for me and you like, well, we buy shit. It was like, wow, this didn't really go that far. 
This and coffee you, is a dollar more. And, and right, and mind you, this these are guys that that invest, do well with their money, yeah. don't have no kids. So I can't imagine what it's doing to the average middle yeah. class family. Yeah, like like I save a little bit different now, and I am conscious of what I'm spending because again, it's an inconvenience. Some people, that shit's like a way of like, damn, I, I don't know what I could buy. I don't know what to choose. What do we buy? I got to work more overtime. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the, these are these are the the the, the short term, but also the long term effects of vo- voting in the motherfucker like Biden. We get what we pay for. And we got a motherfucker who's a dementia patient running the fucking country. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's how that works. But but I mean, that's um that's something that people will skip over. Yeah. And be like, "Oh, well, things will get better." Well, maybe they won't. Maybe maybe you'll just get the shit under the stick and you you just don't really like you're not really worth anything and and you become more of a wage slave than 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 you might have been before. And so you're completely right when you say that, like, people should pay attention to that stuff. I think it's just more digestible for us because we're into it. Yeah. And it is, like, not the most fun stuff to talk about if you're not into it. You know? It, it, I, yeah, I, I I get it, yeah. but it's just, like... People want to talk about football and basketball, but but it's like at a certain point, like like you people should get into it because it's literally affecting their everyday, like driving, gas, groceries, stuff like that. So it's just like to me, that's like a very, it's like, oh, I I didn't care because like I wasn't I wasn't into it, you know. I was oh, all right, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I guess too. It's like I'm not gonna follow like the street lights and just like run into traffic because like I'm not like really into lights like that. Like they don't <laughs> really interest me that much. So like, yeah, I'm just gonna you know like traffic and danger. That I don't I don't occupy my mind with that. So I just run into the expressway because I'm just not like I'm not into it. You know, like it's like it's not my not my cup of tea. So splat like. <laughs> Like it's you know it's like well get into it motherfucker (laughs) I've managed to go through life not really giving a fuck about street lights right it's worked out so far you know like at some point get into it it's like oh you know like I don't I don't really believe in like scarves or hats but it's just a polar vortex but you know I'm just not into like hats so like I got the flu all the time because (laughs) I don't cover my you know it's like that type of shit it's just like well. May you might want to buy a hat. Maybe you might want to get a little interested in hats because it's cold out there. It, it's uh, what we were talking about um, a few days ago. It's like the first world problem syndrome. I think because yeah, we live in a society now where it's like we get to we get to care about shit that really at the at the end of the day stop fucking bitching and moaning and just get done with it because. I'm sad about this. I'm sad about that. Oh, uh, I'm stressed. Oh, there wasn't enough representation of my race in that movie. Fuck. And so you 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 sit there and you think, man, like how did we get to that point as a society where things that really don't matter 
compared to like, you know, I don't know, your finances, your, your cost of living, you know, knowing things that will help you financially and, and, uh, living a healthy philosophical life. Like there's a lot of stuff that we have to worry about before we worry about like, you know, damn, why is James Franco in a movie? He didn't he get me too. Didn't we fucking cancel him? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Well, damn, you, you must have, we must have had it for pretty good for a very long time for us to get stray into this territory. Yeah. 100%. You know, and I guess that that's where I'm coming from when it comes to like, when I say that, like, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but like you said, it, it should be everyone's cup of tea. Shit is my cup of tea every day. And because I want to live a better life, and you have to worry about these things because it's like maintenance. Especially if you have fucking kids because that's, like Jeff Booth said, that was his motivation for writing that book, The Price of Tomorrow. He's like, I care about the world that my kids grow up in. Well, perfect perfect uh, example is what you Googled. Like, you were like, oh, watch this shit. Because we were talking about how, like, history is written by the people who have the power, who have the money. And so we had a little experiment and we Googled what what the fuck was it? Let me see. Can men get pregnant? Yeah, can men get pregnant? And <laughs> and, and like this is the answer. And lo and behold. Yeah. And like you told me the answer before I Googled it, just so I like it could be a softer blow. <laughs> but like that shit was not a softer blow because I was like, I didn't feel good after this. <laughs> like, can men get pregnant? This is the answer that Google gave us. Is it possible? Yes. It's possible for men to become <laughs> pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's an answer that's that Google. Sick. That's fucking insane. It's so <laughs> sick. Yeah. You know, because biology. Because of that. You know? All this time I was living my life thinking men can't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we've been putting our. Yeah. We've been in danger this whole time. It's crazy. But yeah. But like you said, like it's. It's. The. the who's writing the history you know um closing off the episode we're gonna do a quick spider-man no way home review so if you haven't seen spider-man no way home i think your grace period has passed because it's a great movie but we're gonna give you an extended grace period and we don't want to spoil it for you so if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled if you don't care about spoilers we'll stick around but if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers and you don't want it spoiled, the episode ends for you right now. And for you guys, we'll see you guys next week. But for everybody else, spoilers begin now. Fucking Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> 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 uh, Jesus. Uh, uh, wow. They were in it. They were in it. Uh Oh, as we were talking about, uh, I think the sh the scene stealers were um, uh, Willem Dafoe and Andrew Garfield, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know what was badass? And I was watching a critical drinker uh, review of the movie, and he said something that I think was awesome. He's such a great film reviewer. Uh, uh, he said. It was so refreshing to see a character that's older, meaning Tobey Maguire, that's older but still true to to who he is. Like the studio didn't try to like make him so woke that he wasn't him anymore, like they did with like Luke Skywalker. Yes. 
and and it's true and I, I i didn't think about that as i saw the movie but when he pointed that out i was like man that is true like tommy mcguire yeah he was like older like you know he had like some back issues and yeah. stuff like that all of that was cool but still so true to who the character is you know yeah. not like oh we're gonna make him on some you shouldn't do that you shouldn't say that you know yeah. i thought that was like that was uh that was really good. Um, Bo- all three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm saying him specifically because he's the oldest. Yeah. And it was just, it's like you, a lot of times you see that they kind of, they they sort of like mess up like these older characters. It's like they they don't do them justice. No. And and he, and. Uh, they did him justice, They did man. him justice. They did the Green Goblin justice. Um, oh, uh, it man. was so nice to see the the villains interact with each other yeah like, like yep. you know like it was great seeing the spider-man interact with each other but it was i wouldn't say as satisfying but it was it was still pretty satisfying seeing all the villains interact with each other yeah i like that a lot more than i expected to like it um i had fun i had a blast like it was it was uh the best time at the show in a long time yeah yeah I've that was such an emotional roller coaster for me, man. Like I was like, like when the movie was done, I like I, I was like kind of floored. I was like, man, I, I need to chill for a quick second, <laughs> man, because like this this is a and lot. And I'm gonna take full credit for, and you could go back in in oh. in, in, in the episodes <laughs> and and yes. and here. I said that it would be great if Andrew Gar, and that was one of my big things. I was, I really want that in the movie. If Andrew Garfield's Spider Man got his redemption and saved uh, uh, MJ the way that he couldn't save Gwen Stacy, and I even said I was like, the way that it looked in the trailer where how she was falling, it looked like intentionally similar to the way Gwen Stacy fell yes. in in the Amazing Spider Man Two and. Boom! You couldn't, uh, you can't imagine how happy and satisfied I was in that yeah. moment. I, I was like, I was like, wow! And then he, the 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 emotional uh, aspect of Andrew Garfield and how he displayed that shit it was perfection. Perfection, absolutely, easily, easily. In in my opinion, out of the MCU, that moment is in the top five moments. I might even push it to the top three moments. Yeah. of MCU history that yeah. that moment for me is up there with I am Iron Man snap yeah. like it, it's like it's up there oh, I would man. still think I still think I that am I am Iron Man is is yeah. better um oh still not perfect yeah. the iron the I am Iron Man snap was is not perfect in my opinion and the reason that it's not perfect and I and we you and I talked about this when we we first saw uh Endgame yeah the reason it's not perfect is because that moment really, like, I I really would have liked as Thanos is disintegrating for him to kind of show, like, like almost kind of be like, damn, like, like to, to sort of, his look does it in a way, but, but for, I would have liked him to vocalize to Tony Stark, like, damn. You you're better than me because the reality yeah. is with Thanos, although as, as noble as he thought what he was doing was like to to like kind of painlessly get rid of half of the population, he always knew that he would not die yeah. doing it. 
But Tony Stark did it essentially knowing that he would die. But but like I'm gonna fix everything. Yeah, yeah. And and that look that Astano sits down and looks at at Tony Stark, it, it's kind of like he kind of gives that look, like damn, like you really are better than me. Yeah. But I, I wish there was like just a line of dialogue that sort of encapsulated that. You yeah. know, uh, that would have made the scene a little bit better in my opinion, but. This moment of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man saving MJ, it, it was definitely like yeah. up there. And th uh, this movie had a lot of moments that Endgame had, like a lot of emotional, deep emotional shit. And, and to me, like that was what was lacking of the new Spider-Man. I felt like I enjoyed the movies. I, never once did I say, oh, they're horrible. or No, I enjoyed them. But it never really felt like the Spider-Man I knew growing up. The, the Spider-Man and the Peter Parker that I fell in love with as a kid that I resonated so much with because in a way it lacked, uh, it lacked the heartache. It lacked like the, the struggles the that depth, Peter Parker, the yeah, depth. the depth. Yeah, like, and when... When the movie was ending and, and, and you saw everything that he did and everything he had to sacrifice on a multitude of levels for like the door to open to like that dingy apartment and it's Peter Parker and it's like no Iron Man suit, yeah. just like something that he sewed together. It was like, man, it was all that was worth it to it, get him to that place. Yeah, it, it was almost like if the, all those three movies were an origin story for whatever we're going to see next. Yes. And, yeah. and so to me, man, I was like, wow. Like, I am really... Like, every time a new Spider-Man came out with Tom Holland, I was excited, but I wasn't, like, overly excited. Now you feel that. Yeah. yeah and I, even I, with this one, I was like, I'm excited because of the possibilities, but I don't I don't want to be too excited. It was like, yeah, like it, in the it, movie. It delivered yeah. on everything. <laughs> well, only thing I would say in the negative that, that I... Uh, what keeps it from being like a perfect movie i would say is the some of the the like when it came to the magic and stuff it was like too it, it was like it wasn't handled with a lot of responsibility like this idea yeah. that oh i'm gonna make everybody forget and like i'm not even gonna think twice about yeah, it yeah like, yeah it was like that Real was, hollywood yeah well that was kind of the problem with that's been the problem with uh a lot of the Spider-Man movies, like the the last two, and then also with Endgame, a bit. It's like, oh, like we're we're, we're gonna rely on this Hollywood shit, yeah, to just kind of like piece it yeah. all together. And sometimes I wish they would do a little bit better writing to flush those things out. Yeah. But all in all, that's a pretty forgivable mistake considering like everything that was in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another thing too. And I, I was happy with what Willem Dafoe did and how he did it and a little bit more airtime. A uh, little bit more. Because, like, he was such a scene stealer. Like, yeah. his reaction, his acting, the new suit. Like, yeah. I'm not saying... How great was that new suit that they were able to get uh, the, the purple hoodie in there yeah. like, shredded up? Like, it, it worked. It worked great. That shit was, was, was glorious. And then, like, some of the stuff that we didn't even see coming. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, man, that that was that was like the trilogy ending that I always wanted from a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, like and I, man, I'm I'm happy and I'm glad that they didn't botch it because yeah, it, it could have been fan service. It was great.
Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the podcast with them. We're on all podcast platforms. And if you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.